This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Happy Thursday. I'm feeling very, you know, I'm really excited for the weekend, but my liver is not. Okay? She's like freaking out a little bit. So I'm going to have a very um, drunken weekend. I feel... I feel that for myself. I think that's in my future. Um, Two of my best friends are coming to visit me this weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. You know one of them, Miss Miss Emily is coming back. She's coming back home, as I like to say. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun fucking weekend. But let's talk about this episode. We have the beautiful Flo on the podcast today. Flo is on Instagram at the Blended Beauty. She is a digital creator. She is a social media coach. She is the pitching queen. And you will see why. Well, you you will hear why in this episode. Okay, she gives us so much fucking value. If you are a content creator, if you are starting a brand, a business, if you want to have some sort of presence online, this episode is going to help you so much. Okay, I learned so much from this episode, and she just really maps a lot of things out. Is that what the fuck did I just even say? She just really like lays a lot of things out for us. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I loved this conversation. You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love her. Make sure you follow her, hit her up. If you're looking for a coach, if you want her services, she has a newsletter, just like all the value. Okay. So that is it for my intro. Um, What else can I tell you guys? Make sure you're following or not following, but if you want more, okay if you want more juice if you want more tea if you want more if you're like bitch you're still kind of giving you're not giving me everything i want did i mention we have a patreon okay em and i have a patreon we just started it it's so fucking fun we have two pieces of content on there right now because it's for the month of october we're doing a minimum of three to four episodes vlogs we're gonna mix it up every single month so it's so fucking fun over there so check it out if you just want like a little more entertainment you know what i mean um and i think that's it i think that's it for the intro let's wrap this up let's get into this episode get ready to take notes get ready for all the notes all the knowledge all the value loved it so much can you tell i'm super fucking caffeinated let's get into this episode with flow hi good afternoon happy friday how are we doing well how are you lisa (laughs) so nice to finally meet you well meet you <laughs> meet you meet you yes virtually meeting each other it's it's been a minute but I'm so so glad to be a part of this I'm so excited okay I like to just like jump right into things and I want to start by reading your bio because I think it's powerful and I think I love the intention behind it so in your bio it says I help creators realize their work their realize their power and get paid for being themselves I mean Yes, please. You know what I mean? So, okay. So many, so many (laughs) topics I want to get into regarding that, 
But let's just start out with what are some things lately that you see creators doing wrong and creators doing right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, I think a lot of the times when I see creators, they are really like jumping the gun on, on money and, and they really don't even know who they are yet. Sometimes I'll see people who are just, I just want to promote and that's all I want to do, promote, promote. And then when they get these gifted opportunities, they're like snubbing them and they're not really trying to build out their like portfolio to really show these brands like, hey, this is what I can do. Um, And that's where I see a huge misconception. I am all about creators getting money, but I also want them to understand that there is something that you need to build and build upon to really make that like money that you're getting something that you can do sustainably and continue to do. Um, sustainable income is a, a huge part of, of why I got into, um, you know, understanding like influencer coaching and, and really being an advocate for other influencers because there's so many other ways to make money besides brand deals. You can mm-hmm. create your own products and services, which is something I'm really passionate about and really getting creators to get to that place to where they can do that for themselves. Um, and I think that 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 just like, little bit of a mindset shift of, of understanding, like, I got to put in this work and these dividends will come to me. I think that's such a huge thing that I see. And the thing that I think that is there, that influencers and creators are doing great is just being authentic. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen the creator on TikTok where she is, has these bags under eyes. She's older. She's like 54, I think. And she used this pure Thomas Roth. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And her, and she has, I think, almost like 10 million views sold out everywhere. And she was just showing her true self. Like, I was like, this is it. Like, and this goes to anybody, how mm-hmm. old, like how young you are, whatever. Like, if you are just showing, creating stuff that you care about and that you're passionate about and you want to share with other people, like that is chef's kiss. That's the best thing. <laughs> uh, I couldn't agree more with you. I love that we're kind of shifting, you know, I'm not saying we're going away from a curated feed or whatever it may be. I have a curated feed. I love curating my feed, but that's about the only thing that's curated about my online presence. Like I do that because I enjoy doing it. I love the aesthetic of it. But other than that, I I don't want to be, I don't want to like create curated stuff on my stories. I want to show you how I'm feeling. I want to share with you what's really happening on these podcast episodes. I get as fucking vulnerable. I swear a lot. Sorry. I get as vulnerable as literally I, I share a lot and that's because I want to, that's because it feels natural to me. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but I love that we're kind of shifting from this like cookie cutter. This is my perfect life that it really isn't perfect and looks so unattainable because it actually is unattainable because it's not real life to more so like, okay, let me show you, you know, my cute breakfast, but then I, you know, had a shitty day. And let me like, I love that we're shifting to that, yes. you know, and, and I love I, it too. I love it so much. And I also like, I feel like now you, it, it has to be more, there has to be more than just a pretty picture you know, you need to have a personality and you need to share that in the way that feels the most natural to you. And I want to touch on what you said about gifting, because I think we could like go so many ways, but I love that you brought that up because sometimes I do Q and A's and I ask people like, what, you know, what about PR or brand clubs? Can I help you with? Not that I'm a professional, but like, I would love to help in any way I can. Right. And a lot of, um, a lot of people ask about 
how can I start getting paid? How can I start getting paid? How can I start making money? How can I, and I fully get that. I agree with you hundred percent. Like I want everyone to make money. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes, like you said, you have to put in the work and sometimes before you can create those connections that are going to be sponsored or, you know, with paid content, you have to show them, show the brands what you can do. So I think, can you elaborate on why gifting collaborations can be so actually important and how they can actually help you? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that gifting opportunities is just like the bud of the relationship. They Mm -hmm. see you enough to where they say, you know what, we like this person's content. We, we want to really build that relationship with them. And I think that with creators, because of this influx of now just influencer talk and, you know, all these coaches coming up, they are like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's me. Like, and they're, or there now there's like people who are striving to be influencers, which is again, which is great. I think that influencers, the inception of influencers is like from the dawn of time, like Santa Claus is an influencer. Like there's, <laughs> there's like so many different like aspects to that. But when, when right. I think of gifting, I think of it as an opportunity for you to really show your work. And every time I talk to a client, I'm telling them when you get a gifted opportunity, make that content like it's an ad, like they paid you. That way, when you go back and pitch them or when they come to you again for a pitching opportunity, they're like, oh, I have data to back up now that I have this influence. There's this data that shows that my affiliate links really got a lot of sales or I have a really great um, brand awareness for you in terms of people now knowing who you are. Let's talk now about, about money. And I think that once you kind of get the hang of that and seeing that, that that's just, again, the budding of that relationship, it can take off to so many different places. They'll now just put you on retainer. Like, oh, we have this new launch. You know, what are your rates for this right now? They'll, they'll become one of those people who just see it because they have built that like, no trust with you. And I think that, um, you know, there, there's so many other, again, other avenues to where you can make money that is not brand deals. Again, affiliate links. If you just want to talk about a brand organically, whenever, whenever on your terms, do affiliate links. If you are a chef or if you're maybe in the fitness space, put out some courses or do some guided meditations or yogas or something like that and, and put in your own um, aspect of your actual creation. That way you don't even have to wait for a brand deal. Like what brand deal? I'm making my own. So there is so many other pieces of mindset that I feel like creators need to kind of tap into besides brand deals. And, and I think that it, we are so inundated with it and it is, a, it is a big part of, you know, a lot of our income, especially now with Q4 coming up, you know, that we're going to see some of that. Um, but I think that it's it's one of those things that the more you experience it, the more you, you are, you know, taking these gifted opportunities and really making a name for yourself, the better people will see you, more brands will look at your competitors and say, we're going to work with her next time. There's so many different ways that you could really make your content be something that these brands can envision. Like, okay, she did that. We would love for her to do that for my brand or, you know, vice versa. So there's, you have to walk before you run. And I think that that's something that is so important that people don't really see. Absolutely. I love um, Lauren Bostic. I don't know if you follow her, but she, I, I love her so much. And one of the things she always says is, she was like, I, I, she says like, I get so annoyed when people ask me, how do I make money? How do I make money? Like, why is that the first question? She's like, I didn't make money for like the first five years. And she was like, you have to give, 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 give before you start asking. And so I think that's just something that we all have to remember and that we all I'm continuously trying to do that with brands that I'm thinking, 
oh, in the future, I would love a collaboration. So right now I'm going to, you know, just show them like what I can do and, and, and how much I organically love their product. And I think a, so many brand collaborations are also shifting in the, in the sense of more like long-term partnerships and not just like all these one-off ads because brands are seeing that's not useful. Um, and also like, I think of it as, you know, we're smart, we're consumers, like even, even like us that are, you know, the people that are creating content, you're also consuming it. You know, when something is real, you know, when something is an aligned partnership, you know, when something is like actually true and organic, your audience knows you, you know, for the most, like, I mean, I would hope so. I hope your audience knows you and, and, and has a feel for what you do. And I think if I put out some random shit tomorrow that I've never fucking talked about, my audience would be like, what? Like she would never use it. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't want to do that. I would rather have like two collabs a month that I fucking love. And that makes sense. And that I could continue working with in the future rather than a ton of one-off ads that make absolutely no, it doesn't make sense for the brand or for me, they're not going to want to work, work with me again. Cause it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And for me, I think what people, what sometimes might be tempting is money over trust. And to me, like the trust with yes. my audience is a hundred percent more valuable than, than a couple hundred bucks, you know, because I'm thinking of it long-term. And so I think that's also what we have to like, remember is that sometimes it's about giving and giving and giving before you can actually, you know, ask for more. Something else I wanted to ask you is what are some myths that you're just like, oh, when you see them, you just like roll your eyes, whether it's about, I don't know, influencer marketing or working with brands or being a content creator whatever it may be. What are some things that maybe you're just like, that's not true. I am really over people saying how you can create 30 pieces of content in five minutes. I want to like, <laughs> my phone like, are you serious? Like you could, you I could can't, totally yeah. do that and it'd be completely trash. You could totally do that. Um, and, and it's, and it's so bad because these people want to get TikTok famous and it's like, mm. you're teaching people the wrong way. Like, no, this stuff takes hours. This stuff takes, okay, cool. You can do that. But do you know planning? Like I have a schedule I plan and I just brainstorm for three hours. It's on my calendar. I have to do that because I love that you're saying you this. <laughs> how are you creating? How are you creating 30 pieces of content in five minutes? And it's just, it's such a big eye roll to me. And I hate Hate, hate that um, because I feel like it, it then it kind of devalues like what we do like no it does not take five minutes it goes into the cycle that all we do is take pictures and then mm. that's what we're getting paid for it's absolutely yeah. not that there's so much back-end work in terms of whether that's brainstorming then coming up and actually executing that actual content plan mm -hmm. editing hello like you can't just go and just <laughs> complete that and then just send that over to a brand you know and then out also talking about your copy if you're a creator you're probably also having a website you probably have a youtube you have to all kind of create copy that works out for that and then and then even editing it to a format of whoever it's going to whether it's pinterest uh, youtube instagram changing up the formats and stuff like that and and then community management in terms of, of stuff like that and then going posting that piece of content and then interacting with your audience. So it's it is one of those things that I just like, y'all are, y'all are really just out there to get us <laughs> in terms of I that. Think, um, I think a lot of people that, that say that are also, I think what you're, what you're saying is right. That they're just trying to like use buzzwords that I think people would be like, Oh my God. Right. But I think it's also a lot of people on TikTok. I see most of that. And I think they're focusing more on like volume content versus, I don't want to say quality, but it, yeah, kind of like they, yeah. they're, they're kind of focused more on like 
create as much as you possibly can rather than like take your time with it and create stuff that is actually meaningful. Cause I think that's also a debate that I've, you know, I know Instagram and TikTok are different and work differently and et cetera. I understand that. And I think I would love to hear your take on this. Like, I mean, I think I know what you, what, what, what you would say is quality, but I think some people think that the more and more and more and more and more they push out, the better it might be, which honestly for TikTok, maybe, yeah, maybe that is true. Yeah. What would you, what would you say about that? I, it's so funny that you're mentioning this because I just spoke with a, I just got off the phone with a client and she was saying that, you know, she's made like 60 pieces of content and they're all doing horrible. I'm so sorry. Every single one of them. It's okay. No, you're fine. I always put my phone on do not disturb. I don't know why I didn't go. Okay. Sorry. Continue. No, 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 you're fine. No, what I was saying is basically I just got off the phone with the client and she was saying that she has over 60 pieces of content short form video that she's putting out and all of them, the views are bad, they're tanking. And what I told her is that, you know, what's really good about you, you don't have a problem executing content. You don't have a problem making content. You need to slow down and understand what your people are actually wanting to see. What about this content is actually not working? Is it the way that you're speaking? Are you not speaking in this piece of content? Do you, are you not really putting out a call to action? Are you not giving a before, you know, a middle and end to what you're doing? Um, and really understand those different aspects and, and who you're talking to. When you know who you're talking to, content becomes easier and it doesn't have to be something that you're just pumping out. Mm. Um, now with TikTok, it is a little tough because yeah, you definitely... You want to put out content that's a little bit more, um, you know, short form and you can do that. Maybe I know they always say like, you know, three videos a day. I personally am not doing that. <laughs> I can barely me. make one a day. Like I will not be doing that. <laughs> um, and that's why there's so many people who are, who are TikTokers who are burned out. Like I'm making all these videos. And I'm because what, what just, more do you have to talk about if you're doing five videos? Yeah. Like what the fuck else do you have to share? If yeah. that's how, like, I don't understand. It's so much. And I think that that TikTok, I think it's awesome for entertainment. But I think that there's there, you could definitely kind of slow your role in terms of that. Maybe like three times a week, four times a week, cool. But I am not one of those people who is going to tell people to post on TikTok three times a day because it's not sustainable. And I'm all about making something that's that. sustainable and having a, a, a content platform that you feel good about. So you know, all creators are not made for TikTok. You might like long form content and YouTube is probably your place. Podcasts are probably your place, you know? Um, and I think that once you kind of get a swing of one, you know, you understand it ins and outs, then you can go on to the next one. But I, I often see so many people kind of like in this burnt out stage because they're doing everything. They're doing Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, then their blog, and then YouTube. I'm like, slow down. Do what you feel so, like you really can continue. Yes. Because this is so, you're this, gonna, you're, sorry, no, I just, it's gonna be bad. this no, is so, this is so good is. because I think, I think we feel, and I'll include myself in here because I've even felt that pressure to just, you, you feel like you have to be everywhere. Like in order to grow, you think you have to be everywhere. And I think that I learned recently, like that's not going to work for me because I want to enjoy what I'm creating because when I enjoy it, people can feel that and I will love it more and then I can keep going. So it's like, you also have to think long-term, like you said, what is actually sustainable? Like, yeah, sure. You could probably post three TikToks a day. How long can you actually realistically keep that up for? And if that works for you, cool, amazing, thrive, like so happy for you. But I think it's so important to realize like your dream follower, your dream client, your dream audience, where are they? 
where are they most active? That's where you should go. But also as long as it makes sense for you, you know, like I really have tried TikTok, and I'm not going to say I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy it, but it's not like it doesn't come natural to me. And it, it really was so time consuming for like what I was getting back that I was like, why am I like pushing myself to do this? If it's not blowing, like, I don't want to just push it because everyone says that if I do TikTok, then my Instagram is going to grow. Like I, it, this is not working for me. So but, but on the flip side, I realized like, oh, wow, I love this new form of, I've been making little video, like little, I love to do daily vlogs. I love to do those on my Instagram. And so what I've been doing is I create those, but then I've been adding little snippets of audio from different episodes of the podcast. And I'll use that as like the narration of the video with like a caption and people have been loving that and that I enjoy and that I can sustain. And that for me also makes sense because it's a way for me to promote the podcast and something that I actually enjoy, you know? So I think that's also good to like figure out like, okay, maybe it didn't work for me the way that I thought it was going to work for me, but like, I'm trying this new thing and I'm actually enjoying it and kind of relieve yourself off this pressure of like, you don't have to be everywhere. And if you're, because I bet you, if you're everywhere, like you're not giving every single one of those platforms a hundred percent, you know, um, unless, unless you have, unless you have help, in which case that's amazing. But I love that you're giving this advice because it's the most realistic sustainable advice that somebody who specializes in social media and coaching has given me on this podcast. And, um, I think people will really appreciate that. And I think that something else, I think I also wanted to touch on this before I forget when you said like just pumping out content as much as, um, as fast as possible, isn't always the recipe for success. And I had to, I learned that a little bit ago because I was like, okay, I really want to grow the podcast. I'm going to start doing two episodes a week. Cause in my head, I'm like, that's going to make it grow faster. Right. So I started and I was doing these little Monday episodes that were shorter and then a longer episode on Thursday, which is the day that I always release new episodes. I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like after three weeks, I was like, this is becoming, it's, I'm not enjoying it. I love the podcast so much. And I, I'm starting to resent it because I'm like, I can't keep this up. Why did I sign up for this? Why am I doing it? And I, I realized by looking at my analytics, I wasn't even giving people enough time to listen to my episodes, like, you know, and so I love that you said that because I think it's okay to try things out, but I think we have to adjust, right. Um, we have to learn and adjust and listen and see what our audience is like reacting best to, you know, that is, that is spot on. That is spot on. And I think that I love that you even refer to your analytics because analytics don't lie. They'll yeah. tell you specifically what they like. And I, and I think that it's, it's one of those key things for me and I'll share something for myself. I started out in specifically the skincare community and I was really loving like just um, product photography. That was my jam. But my audience was like, girl, nah, we need to see your face. Like we love selfies. We love you and lifestyle. And I was like, but I like this. And I had to really, um, again, this is all about mindset kind of change from a you versus them mindset. What do mm. they like? Why are they attracted to this? And once I really leaned into that, it just completely changed the way that I looked at Instagram and my content strategy. And I always, always make sure that if I have something that I'm really like really loving, um, even if, if it is product photography, I'll make sure to put that selfie first and then they can swipe through to see that product photography that I like. So I have like that duality of kind of now understanding like what I can do to really kind of make sure that my audience is paying attention, but I'm also kind of feeding what I love too. So I love it's, that. it's definitely, been, it's been a lesson. And I feel like once people kind of really, again, 
that, that you versus them mindset kind of changes just the way that you serve, you know, and, and for me, I understand now too, like, and if I'm talking about like, um, reels, my people love fashion reels and I need to start doing that more. Cause one of my fashion reels did really well, but they love influencer marketing tips. Me showing anything skincare on reels, they don't love it. But if I show that in the carousel, they go like all over it. So understanding exactly getting granular with your insights all the way down to the captions. Like, what did you say in the caption that might have resonated with them? Mm-hmm. Did you use a specific mm-hmm. call to action that you didn't use in your previous post that really made that jump off? So that's something that I, I feel like is very, very important to obviously, you know, be passionate about what you're doing, but if you want to continue that momentum and if one of your goals is to grow, look at your insights and see what's working. I feel like that's something on a quarterly, monthly basis that every creator should be doing. I love that so much. And I also love that you're kind of, what you're kind of saying with this message is also that there is no right way for you to communicate with your audience because it's going to look so different for everyone. Like if I took your strategy and started doing it, let's say we were doing the same thing. Let's say I was also doing coaching and a lot of skincare. If I took your strategy and did the same thing, maybe my audience wouldn't like it, even though we have the same goal. So it's like, and I think more people need to remember this as well, myself included. Like there is no right way just because something else is working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It might. And if you want to try that, cool. But I think we have to constantly remind ourselves like adjusting is great. Learning is great. And I think as a content creator with whether you're a business, a brand, a, an influencer, whatever it may be, I think insights are your friend, but I think your biggest friend is your audience. Cause they're the ones that are going to tell you absolutely what they want and what they enjoy. And I love that you were like, okay, you know what? You guys don't like my skincare, but like, I still want to show it. So I'm going to put it in there and you guys are going to like it. <laughs> like, I love that because this is your page ultimately. <laughs> and if that's fun for oh, you yeah. and it's, and it's a part of your life and you want to share it. I love that you're still including it, you know? And also I think something I had to remind myself and my friend Maddie actually shout out. She said this to me too, is, um, you know, if you start sharing more of something else, you know, you, maybe there's a different part of your life that you haven't started sharing yet, or maybe you want to do more fashion. Maybe you want to start sharing more fashion, more OOTDs, whatever it is. It's okay. If at first, not everybody resonates, right? Because you're introducing something you're introducing something new. You're introducing a new part of your life, maybe a new character, whatever it is. So you kind of also got to let people like, let people get adjusted. Okay. We're, we don't like change when like something new comes (laughs) along. We're like, okay, what's this? Like, I didn't know about this, you know? So I think there's so many fucking parts of this, but something else I really want to ask you because I get this question a lot and I try to help the best I can, but I would love to hear your take on this is just the concept of pitching. So pitching ourselves I think we all can do more of this and not be scared of it. I think I was really scared of it for a while. So let's say we are talking to a lifestyle that's too broad, maybe like a beauty um, content creator. Okay. And she wants to pitch herself more to brands. So what are, what's your take on this? Like, what do you suggest DMs versus email? What are kind of your, a few of your strategies? I don't want you to give all your secrets away because I want people to come work with you, but a few of your strategies. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I have dubbed myself the pitching queen because I know, I, I know. Started, I have not, like, I don't, I, and this is, this is me just 
I'm if if there was an affiliate marketing for the word pitching, I feel like I would be like top dog because <laughs> I love pitching. I feel like it's one of those things that a skill that every creator needs to have because yes, let's 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 really like break this down. There okay. are over like a billion accounts on Instagram, right? There's a there's tons of businesses. They're not gonna all know who you are. Right. And I think that a lot of a lot of influencers look at like brands reaching out to them as like a rite of passage, like, oh, they found me. I've made it type of thing. That's great. But yeah, are they all paying you? Are they all like really like helping you sustain your life? If not, get on that pitching wagon and start pitching yourself to brands. I don't know if y'all know this, but people in corporate do this all the time. You'll you'll have pitching slide decks all the time trying to gain new businesses. So why is it any different in our space? You know, Um, I think that if you align with a brand and you feel like you really would enjoy their products, pitch them. They could be completely new. You not even have any affiliation with them, but you love what they're talking about. You love their message and you'd like to align with them in that way. And I think that um, that's first and foremost, what you need to do research these brands um, and understand like, are they even having an influencer marketing? program. That's one of those things that I see a lot of the times where, um, you know, influencers are saying like, you know, I reached out, but they didn't respond or they don't have a program. Well, you should have did a little bit of research to save your time and see if that's something that they're actually doing. One thing I love for anybody to do who's ever, who's listening to this, look around your house. If you're a creator and you have paid money already outside of your pocket, make a list of brands that you've already actually purchased from. Look in your content. Have you already made content off of that? Okay, you have leverage right there. That's low-hanging fruit for you to go ahead and pitch because you already made content off of that. Um, and I think a bigger thing too is you know finding those emails. That's always the number one thing I get asked. And my favorite favorite resources are Synovio, so S N O V I O, and I also love Rocket Reach. Those are two of my favorite platforms that um, they utilize all of the brands' accounts contacts and mm-hmm. you can find their contact information. That's typically my go-to. Um, if I can't find it via, via those two um, platforms, then I go into the DMs. I'm a DM queen too. I'm in there and just kind of just asking very short, sweet to the point. Hey, my name is Flo. I am a conscious beauty lifestyle creator. I um, make content online via these, you know, platforms. Um, I'd love to, you know, reach out to you in terms of any ideas that I have for your brand to promote on my platform. Can I please have the contact name or an, an email for the marketing or PR person? Boom, that's short. Send it over to the DMs. Now, are those community managers going to know them off the bat? Maybe not. But sometimes these smaller businesses, it's the CEO and the founder who's actually messaging you. Like, yeah, let's chat. Let's talk. So you never know if you don't shoot your shot. And I right. think that right. that's what pitching is all about, putting yourself out there, but having those specific ideas in the back of your head, knowing like how you really can serve this community and serve this um, serve that, that company um, and not being afraid to, you know, give those ideas to them but only after they say, yes, we're interested. That's a key thing that I don't like creators to do because a lot of the times when they make these pitches, they're so long and they're not like, they're, they're giving out all their ideas. And then you next the brand could take them easily. And then, yes, exactly. And then what happened? You gave all your answers before you saw that they were interested. I hate, hate seeing creators do that. So I'm a, I'm a big um, believer in just giving a short, sweet, this is who I am. Let's see if this is something that you're even interested in first. And then after they reply, then you can go out and tell them. Typically by phone is my favorite, but if not by phone, by email and going through there. Um, 
but yeah, having those specific those specific ideas in mind of how you really envision that content with that brand on the back end is so so important because they don't want to think of any ideas. They don't want to say anything. They have I always say this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What if you make it? it I always I always say like make it as simple and streamline it for them. Make it so hard for them to say no, because you're literally doing all the work for them. All they have to do is send you over the contract and maybe product and boom, you, you know, and brands always need content. Brands need so much content. Most brands are posting one to two times a day, you know, on photos and then think about reels and think about like, there's so many ways to collaborate with a brand and there's so many different ideas that you could provide. So I think that's always my favorite tip is to actually think, like actually think about what you would do and be so specific, like be so specific to whether like, oh my God, she loves this and like would use it anyway. Boom. Absolutely. I love that. And what, what are and your I, thoughts I, on one, like- One thing I want to mention. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say follow, following up because I think that can also be tricky. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you following think? Following up is- Oh, absolutely. 1000% follow up. I think that that is something that as influencers, we do not utilize enough. And I think Mm -hmm. that because people think like, oh, because they didn't email me, that means that they don't like me. That means that they don't actually like want to work with me. That's never, that's never the case. I've worked on that side. I worked for a PR and marketing um, for a haircut company here in Atlanta for two and a half years. And most of the time it's because I mean, I totally mean to email you back, but then something came up or I have to build out a campaign on my own and I'm not able to email you back. So following up, I'm going to give the perfect example. (laughs) I followed up with you and then then you saw my email. Okay. So everybody shoot your shot and follow up. I was like, okay, Miss Miss Flo did not respond to my first email. So I'm going to (laughs) follow up. And then you saw it. And look at us now. I did. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. It was, it's such a blessing. Like, so I feel like it's, it's, it's one of those things too, that now with Google and Outlook accounts, you can schedule out your follow-up emails. It's just like, you know, Hey, just, you know, wanted to do like, uh, show out my professional due diligence. I wanted to see if this is something that you're able to do. If this is something that you, you know, have up top of mind right now, boom, it's super easy, super simple. Um, and for me, like I kind of follow a strategy of doing an email, initial email, following up after three days, then seven, every seven days for a month after that. If I don't hear from them, then wow. I put the, yeah, it's, I'm very strategic when I'm trying to pitch. Like I don't I play games. That. I have an Airtable account and I'm putting like who I'm pitching. If it was in progress, if we spoke, if, if this is something that was actually going through right now, then I, I follow up every quarter. So if it, because for me, if I really am putting my a brand on my pitching list, that means I really care about them. So why yeah. would I not want to follow up with them again? So that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of info, but I feel like it's, it's so necessary. It's, it's so one of those good. things that's so important. Very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. We all need to do more pitching and not be scared of it. And if you don't ask, I always tell myself this, like, if you don't ask, the answer will be no. And even, I just want to say also two things is, you know, some brands might not answer. That's okay. Some brands might say no, that's okay. 
But also remember, some brands will say no, and maybe it's not a no, maybe it's just a not yet. Maybe they're just not interested right now. Yes. It doesn't It doesn't necessarily yes. mean no, this is never going to happen. So I don't want anyone to get discouraged. I've received no tons of no's in my life. Like you just keep going. It's not, it, it's just, it wasn't meant to work out right now, but it, that doesn't, that shouldn't stop you from continuing to shoot your shot because there will be opportunities that work out, you know? And something else I wanted to say is, a lot, I don't want to say a lot, but I have had a few paid collaborations that started just by me posting organically, literally like tagging all the fucking time, not really in my head being like, oh my God, I want them to see this so that they can pay me. No, I just like, I tag my shit when I post a story or when I post a picture, like tag your stuff. Why not? If you're using it, tag them. Um, you know, if you like it and if not, then why are you taking a picture of it? Unless you're like hating on it, which whatever. Anyway, so tag your stuff, (laughs) tag your stuff because brands are always watching. Even if they don't respond to you, like brands are always watching. And that's how, you know, I've had a few collaborations start. They were like, oh my God, we saw you love this. Let us send you a few things. I'm like, oh my God, cool. Amazing. They sent me new stuff. Then I posted that. And then they were like, okay, we love how you post. Let's work in a paid capacity. Boom. And then that's how you build those relationships, right? So not everything has to start with just a paycheck. And I love that we kind of talked about that. Yes. What, what would you say? This is kind of, I mean, still on the same topic, but in a different, a different little area, what would you say to somebody? Cause I know we've all heard this a lot and I've said this a lot and I have this conversation a lot with a lot of people. What do you say to somebody who is kind of blaming the algorithm for their lack of success? Like, do you think they have a point or do you think it's an excuse or what, what's your take on that? I see your head rolling. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's an excuse. I think that um, I think that people who blame the algorithm don't have a content strategy and they don't have they don't really understand how the intention behind posting. I think that that is the simplest way that I can put it. There is not one algorithm. There are several algorithms on on any social media, but specifically for Instagram, there's at least three. And I think that whenever you are paying attention to your audience and really engaging with with your audience, these are the things that you're going to figure out. Like we said, with when you're looking at your insights, you're, if, if it's not good content, nobody is going to look and view that piece of content. Nobody's going to want to engage with that, which means, you know, likes, comments, shares, and saves and views. They're not going to want to uh, be a part of that. And whenever you don't have good engagement and you're not reciprocating that engagement, it's going to be even worse off for you because Instagram is going to look at that that's not relevant and it's not content that is, um, you know, made for Instagram. And they're going to make sure that your piece of content is lower ranked on the person's feed. And I think that a huge misconception with that the Instagram algorithms is that nobody sees the content. No, they can see it. They have to keep scrolling to see yours though. <laughs> and who wants to do that? You know, <laughs> people who, who are actually, you know, they're actually interacting with, they'll see it first because that means their content's prioritized, but no, like that's, that's just, I feel like it's a really bad excuse and they need to go back to the drawing board. You know, I think that also content is supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just post it because you want to. And if it doesn't do well, oh, well, like, I, I feel like there's such a balance. Like, again, for myself, like I, I post 
like inspirational quotes because that's something I enjoy and I, I do see like my audience likes that. But um, I've had clients who are like, I post I post quotes like you too and people don't like it. Well, then it might be not be your thing. You might yeah. need to stop doing that. So it, again, it just kind of goes back to really listening to your audience. What do they want? Paying attention to that one person that you know you really create content for and what their pain points are and what their aspirations are and, and how you can make that content serve them. And also too, along with, you know, content strategy, putting yourself out there and, and, and really continuing your story really matters more than anything, I feel like. I think that um, we, we oftentimes get really caught up in that and then we don't really have enough enough content for just you and just making that thing that's that's something that's enjoyable for you. So no, I do not blame the algorithm. If, if my content did bad, I know there was something that I didn't do um, enough to, to make that, like, I guess, Pop, but also I am not also kind of looking at that as I'm I'm a failure. Um, it's summertime. People aren't on social like that. They're out and about like living their lives. And that's something that I also accept too. You know, I'm doing the same thing. They're not on here. I'm totally not on here. <laughs> so 100%. It, it kind of also goes so with like common sense as well. Yes, I love that. And also I think I love that you said that, you know not every single post is going to pop the fuck off. Like not every single post has to be revolutionary. Some posts serve, I think every post serves a different purpose, right? And even if that's a story, if that's a reels, if that's a photo, some are, I mean, I could list a million reasons why, but everything serves a different purpose. And I think it's important to uh, ask yourself before you post, like, what is the purpose of this? You know, am I posting this for me? And you know, if that's, if the answer is yes, occasionally that's fine, right? It's your page, do whatever you want. But for the most part, I think things, I mean, it needs to, it needs to be, we, we can't be selfish is what I'm trying to say. It, it needs to serve a greater purpose and it needs to be serving the people that yeah. are there listening to you. You know, um, what are your thoughts on where Instagram is headed? What do you think, where are we going with Instagram? You know, when, when the, when oh. one of the when one of the, was it the, one of the founders posted that it's no longer a photo sharing app and people were fucking losing their minds and, and the whole thing. Um, what are your thoughts? Where do you think we're headed? Where, where still, are we going? I still think that, I still think that Instagram is a behemoth. I think that they are really gunning for creators hearts. Um, if you're unaware, they really are trying to make each and every part of format in terms of Instagram monetizable. So mm -hmm. I personally have mm -hmm. monetized IGTVs right now and lives, but now they're also going to be adding in um, monetized links. So not just affiliate links for other brands, but our own. If we wanted to, um, you know, make a product or if we wanted to share our own affiliate links without product, um, without brand recognition, we can do that. And hopefully in the future that happens. Um, same thing with reels. They're going to be starting, you know, reels being monetized. So I think they're really, really trying to, um, you know, cater to, to creators in a way that I feel like not a lot of other social media platforms are. Um, I also think that, yeah, sure. They, they're saying that they're not only a photo app, but it doesn't mean that you can't share photos. I have weeks where my photos do exceptionally well, way more than my reels do. So I think that it just kind of goes to show that variety is the spice of life. You have mm -hmm. to try to try different formats on Instagram to see like which ones are really kind of going to work for you. And I think that um, short form video is here to stay. Yes. <laughs> I think that live yes. Instagram shopping is going to be a huge thing. 
Right. I think that is going to be something that we're going to see more, like our own little QVC HSN on so fun. HSN yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. I think that's going to be a really big deal um, in the future, just because I know, like, if you're familiar with Munis or a super great, those are getting really popular. And I feel like that's going to be something that we're going to really kind of be behind. So right. those are my takes, my hot takes on it. <laughs> I love it. And I think monetizing, I think, like you said, is going to continue to escalate. Um, is that the right word? Escalade? Yeah. Sorry. English is my Escalade, second language. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, does it's that okay? Make- it's mine too. It's totally Does that fine. make sense? Like, I don't even know if that made sense. Um, <laughs> you know, when you just like forget a word and forget how to say something, that's what just happened to oh me. I was my like, gosh. bitch, what did you just say? You, you um, are so funny. <laughs> so I think monetizing is going to escalate. And <laughs> I also think I was going to say video. I think video has been obviously a part of social platforms for so long, but I think it's going to continue to become so much more popular, whether that's short form, long form, just because I think this whole concept of relatability and kind of just more personable character, like more just personality is continuing to become so popular. And so, you know, I think I always say this, but I think the way that people fall in love with you, whether that's you, your service, your brand, your product. I think the way that people fall in love with you nowadays is when you kind of invite them into your life in some way. And I, when I say that, I don't mean, I don't mean you're telling them everything about your life, but you're giving them something Um, because or else like, why would they come to you when they can go to somebody else who's actually inviting them into their life and like be, you know, really, really making them, making them feel special, making them feel involved. Like at the end of the day, I really love like the psychology behind marketing and just, um, online platforms, because we all just want to feel identified. We all want to feel loved like truly. And we all want to feel like we're not alone. And so I think that's going to continue to be like a very popular you know, just tr- not trend, but like thing that we see. And oh fuck, I wanted to ask you one more thing, but what was it? You know, as a as a creator, what's your favorite thing to consume when you're online? Ooh, like, what kind such of such a good what kind of you, content? It's gonna feed. It's gonna feed right into what you said. I love vlogs. I mm, love peering into somebody's life. Like vlogs are my favorite thing, and particularly vlogs of of places that I'm at. So I love Atlanta creators vlogs because oh, I've been there, or oh, yeah. I need to visit this yeah. place. It feels like more so like like we're really like friends virtually. So I love vlogs. Um, that's my favorite piece of content to consume. Also, I'm kind of just like funny like really like pets like I if you look at my TikTok it's just a cat TikTok like I love kittens they're like <laughs> they're just all over I the love place it. And that's, that's kind of my favorite kind of and then down tier of, of makeup transformations are like my thing too mm, like I just love, I love kind that. of seeing that like that just before and after kind of effect. So it's, those are like my top three things, but vlogs have my heart all day long. <laughs> Same. I, 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 YouTube is my shit at the end of the day. Like I just want the longer, yes. the better, like of my favorite people. If you give me like a 30 minute vlog, Oh heaven. Okay. I could talk to yes. you all day, but my last question for you today <laughs> is what are some words of advice or encouragement or inspiration, whatever you want? What are some words you would say, you would say to somebody who is a content creator you know, they're pushing through, they're trying to grow. Maybe they just need that, those words of, of inspiration because maybe they're feeling stuck. Maybe they're feeling stagnant. Maybe they're comparing. What would you say? I would tell that person to really like understand that you are 
ultimately you are the only you. And I think that that is something that a lot of us need to kind of take back, like take ownership back. There is no other Florence. There's no other Lisa that I feel like our own experiences is what really makes us special. And Mm -hmm. whenever you're creating content, always sprinkle in that just you content in there. So whether that's a photo dump, whether that's you just feeling like hot shit and you want to really like put on a cute selfie, like put out that, like put out that content for you because at the end of the day, you're the one who's making this. You're the one who's Mm -hmm. creating this community and you have the say in how that goes. Um, Also, another piece of advice is they're always watching you. Even those haters out there, they are are watching you and they're probably really envious of where you are from, from years ago. Um, I cannot tell you how many times that has happened to me where some people who I thought that were just, I've blocked or people who I just didn't really like vibe with because I like to create a very positive space. Mm -hmm. I'll see them like, like, and then unlike my stuff. I'm like, oh, you're still watching me? Wow. Like, thanks for the views. Like, that's cool. Like, so so it's one of those things too that everybody's always watching and you never know who's watching. So keep putting that content out there that you're, you're feeling good about because you never know who's going to be in your inbox asking you to create something. Or if you have a service, people who are going to buy from you and who right. never comment, who are one of those ghosts, like followers who never comment, who never like, but they're the ones who are giving you some money. So keep doing you and just keep making sure that you're putting your passions out there the way that you want to. Oh, I like, I can't add anything else to that. That's beautiful. Perfect. I love it so much. And if anybody wants to, well, first of all, everybody, if you're not following Flo already, what are you doing? Everything will be linked, but where can people find you if they want your help, if they want to work with you, if they want more of your beautiful knowledge, where can they go? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. Um, I am the blended beauty on all socials, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, those are my places, my happy places. Um, I would love for you to sign up for my newsletter. I have a really great newsletter where I'm not going to spam you, but I give you really great <laughs> information, um, all about influencer business and just a little bit of lifestyle I need to things. S- I need to sign um, up. You need send, to me the, send me yes, the link. Yes. Send me the link so I can I post shall. it. I'll post it and I'll sign up yeah. now because I need, oh I need it ASAP. Yeah. It's, it's great because again, you're not going to just subscribe. I'm going to give you three pitching templates and three follow-up templates when you do. So it's, it's like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I love <laughs> so it. You can totally do that. And um, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching and you want to have somebody that supports you through mindset, through really understanding different strategies of becoming a really good professional um, creator, go to my, um, my appointments. I love talking with you guys. I do one-on-one training and I do four week training as well. Amazing. I love it. Honestly, sometimes a coach is exactly what you need. Like, I think we all need a coach at some point in our lives. Like I, I love it. I love it so much. Everything will be linked flow. This was amazing. I love your energy so much. If next time I come to Atlanta, I'm hitting you up so we can get a drink or a coffee. And okay. next time I'm in Miami. I'm yes. I knew I'm sorry. You were just here. Well, you were on your birthday trip, so I'll yes. forgive you. I'll forgive you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to let you go now, but this was so nice. I can't wait to share this conversation with everybody. It was so, so many gems in here. Like I'm so excited about thank it. You. And thank I you. just, I'm I, excited too. I, I could talk to you all day. Like I just, I loved this so much. So Thank you so, so, so much. You're so welcome. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.